Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back to another edition of This is America. I am Rich Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, right here 17 floors above Madison Square Garden here in New York City. The topic of the day right now, at least on Long Island, seems to be this story of the Long Island legislator, the doctor who was arrested for cashing in oxycodone, a couple of oxys, for sex My goodness, this is a tough story. Let me see. It's from ABC News, right? So check this out. Long Island doctor who's a legislator and a minister was arrested while allegedly attempting to exchange oxycodone for sex, according to law enforcement officials. Dr. William Doc Spencer, 53 years old, was taken into custody in a parking lot in Elwood. He appeared for his arraignment on Wednesday at the Central Islip Courthouse via conference call. His hands were cuffed behind his back. He was released without bail and on his own recognizance. So let's stop right there. This guy was caught, I didn't get to it yet, but he was caught not only red-handed, but with a loaded gun, which for my intent and my purpose here, I don't know that he was allowed to carry a gun. Most doctors are not allowed to carry loaded guns with them. But yet this guy's out with no bail. Now, I'm not trying to keep somebody that's innocent until proven guilty in jail, but the guy's a doctor. Right? The argument of no bail is so that when you lock up a homeless person and they have no money for bail, you go, oh, you know what? If you were to lock up my port operator extraordinaire, if you were to lock him up and he's from Chappaqua where they, you know, they got more money than houses over there. If they lock up Justin, it's like, oh, well, his white privilege gets him out of jail. Right. That's what they want to say. So, so lock up a black person or a Spanish person. Then you have to say, look, no bail because they can't afford bail and it's unfair. It's a burden on them. This is the argument they make. But here you have a guy. He's black and he's a doctor. So he's got money, lives out in a big old house on the East End. So. I don't understand. Why no bail on a guy with a gun that's trying to trade drugs? This is drug trafficking. This is pretty crazy stuff, I think. And again, I don't know the guy. This just tells you, these guys, when they get caught, and yeah, I'm lumping them up just like people do to me because I'm Hispanic and Latino. They say they put me in this. Oh, you guys, you Latinos. I'm doing the same thing. These guys that are doctors and like to sell their drugs or trade them for sex and carry loaded guns are not good for society. I think that's a safe thing to say, right? It's not a good idea to keep people like that on the street. Now, I want you to listen to this statement from the Suffolk County DA. Check this out. Dr. Spencer agreed to meet up with the purported prostitute and also agreed to supply her with oxycodone pills. He was charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, as well as criminal sale of a controlled substance in the third degree. We are in the process of executing search warrants And we are in the process of uncovering additional crimes committed by Dr. Spencer. All right. So a lot to unpack there, I think. 
I look at this and I think, we got a guy who's selling drugs. He's trafficking drugs, narcotics. Now, he's not selling weed. This is a controlled substance, number one. And yes, it's part of this huge epidemic that we have of opioids in our country. And he's a doctor. So, I mean, conventional wisdom is when you're a doctor, when you're a lawyer, when you're a cop, and you break the rules, you get a heavier book thrown at you because there's a heavier burden of responsibility to do the right thing, right or no? Those of you that know lawyers, they're expected to know the law a little better than you and I. So when they break the rules, I'm not an officer of the court, but every attorney is. So when they break the rules, they don't get leniency. They actually get a stiffer penalty because every judge that's looking at them says, no, sir, you know better. Hell yeah, you know better. And because you're an officer of the court, you're expected to hold yourself to a higher standard. So not only did that happen, but then the guy has a gun. That's another charge. There's a weapons possession charge. And then he's hiring a hooker. So we've got all of this going on yet. Let's let this guy out with no bail. Genius. Genius. Now, what I find interesting here is that in addition to all that, there's this article. And this is really what I want to get at is the way that so many in the news media put this story out there. What really is the takeaway for me here, in addition to all these egregious things that he's done, is that Spencer is a well-known doctor who has been a legislator in Suffolk County in their 18th district since 2011. And he serves on the opioid task force. What's next? He's also on the prostitution prevention panel? Come on. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. This is a classic case of elitism, at least from my purview. Now, I look at it and I say... You know, it's interesting. The guy's a legislator. I just, this is page four of six. I wish there was a camera in here. What I just read to you is on page four of six of an article. Now, yeah, it's in the headline, but it gets glossed over. And what I mean by glossed over is, is this. Moments ago, the illustrious Deb Valentine was just talking to me. And I had walked over to Deb Valentine's desk and she told me she would get me an update if she saw one. And look, she's gotten one. So why don't you tell everybody about it, since you're good at this? Dr. Spencer was released on his own recognizance yesterday following his court appearance and these allegations. And there was a press conference held yesterday. Suffolk County DA Timothy Sinney said, and this is, quote, we are in the process of executing additional search warrants and we are in the process of uncovering additional crimes committed by Dr. Spencer End quote. So that from the, the uh, DA's office out in Suffolk County, Rich. Look at that. That, that is a veteran newswoman, Deb Valentine, with the news. Thank you, Deb. Now, what I find extremely telling here, in addition to the awesome news break, was, and that literally was breaking. She walked in. It was really cool. It was like ripping it off the AP wire from back in the day. Is that if this guy was a Republican, you'd know about it. From the beginning, from the headline, Republican lawmaker caught with gun, caught with hooker, selling drugs. If this guy was a Republican that liked Trump, oh, snap, Trump ally caught with gun and opioids with hooker. Now, how much you want to bet me that this guy's voting for Joe Biden? I'm open. I bet you anything he is. But does it say Biden ally doing this for Hooker, selling crack or whatever he's doing? No, this is the point that I really wanted. The overarching point that really kind of boils my blood a little bit is the hypocrisy in these people, the bias that they have that I honestly do think I bet you anything I forget. Let's see. Not that I forget. I can't see where I put the main page to blast the author of the article. Aaron Katursky. 
don't know you, Aaron. You probably don't know me either. But, Aaron, I bet you anything you'd say Republican lawmaker if it was the other way around. And if I'm wrong, call me and yell at me. So many of Aaron's colleagues in the media do that type of thing and create this, what I'm going to dare call, unconscious bias. I don't even think they know. I think they just subconsciously know if a Republican or a Trump person does it, we cite that. If they're not a Republican, then we just regular. It's it's just legislator, (laughs) legislator, hooker, guns, opioids. And that's wrong and it's bad. So we're going to continue with that because speaking of drugs and, and legislators, former Senator Biden, former Vice President Biden, his son had this whole fiasco with drugs and you know all about it. And there's new stuff that's coming out. And unlike so much of the trash that the media lobbed and I'll dare say even libeled the president. Unnamed sources, unconfirmed, unnamed sources. There are plenty of named sources. And there's a new one that's on the record saying that, in fact, the big guy in the famous quote that's going around through texts that are being screen grabbed and put out into the media is, in fact, Joe Biden. Keep it locked right there. When we come back, I'm going to get into something a little bit different. I don't want you to miss it. You're listening to This is America. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. This is Rich Valdez. We are still here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. So Joe Biden, I think he's looking at some hot water. He's in a little bit of a pickle, a little bit of a bind because, well, that's because his son has gotten him into a pickle. And we've talked about this before, and I'm not beating a dead horse. There are new pieces of this onion that gets unraveled and each day we see more and more of what's really going on. So as I mentioned before, there's new developments. There are named sources. And one of those sources is Tony Bobolinsky. Now, Tony Bobolinsky has a, an entire statement that's out there. And I'm going to give you that article right from Just the News. But first, I want you to hear the patent denial from Joe El Baboso Biden saying that there's nothing going on here. I just got hairy legs. Check this out. Wisconsin's Republican Senator Ron Johnson put out a statement on Homeland Security letterhead saying Hunter Biden, together with other Biden family members, profited off the Biden name. Is there any legitimacy to Senator Johnson's claims? None whatsoever. This is the same garbage Rudy Giuliani, Trump's henchman. It's the last ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. Even the man who served with him on that committee, the former nominee for the Republican Party, said there's no basis to this. And, you know, and all and the vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said there's no basis at all. Ron should be ashamed of himself. No, it's Hunter Biden that should be ashamed of himself. And you, sir, Mr. Vice President Joe El Baboso Biden, you should be ashamed of yourself for either A, turning a blind eye or B, being not bright enough to pick up on what's going on. There are literally named sources. There are people that are going on the record to tell the truth. It's one thing for me to say, hey, listen, like our buddy Sid Rosenberg here, I tell him, hey, you're wrong and you're ugly. No, you can't just do that. You have to back things up. And this is why the CEO of Hunter Biden's firm agreed to provide documents to the Senate, which is why Senator Johnson is writing this letter. So they're saying it's just like Ron Johnson woke up today and said, I'm going to write a letter on Senate committee letterhead deciding to ask for these documents because there's an ongoing investigation. 
Cinehawk Holdings is the company. CEO Tony Bobolinsky says that Joe Biden was supposed to get a piece of his son's Chinese venture. Now, this is a piece from Just the News, justthenews.com, founded by John Solomon, a good friend. So definitely check that out. The top executive of a Hunter Biden connected firm has agreed to provide documents to a Senate committee that purportedly shows Joe Biden was designed to be a silent beneficiary. That's a partner in one of his son's Chinese ventures. The Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee sent the request for documents on Wednesday to Cinehawk Holdings chief Tony Bobolinsky. Bobolinsky says that in a 2017 email that's been recovered from the laptop, which is reported to belong to Hunter Biden and made public by Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, which is believed to be in FBI custody, that Joe and Hunter Biden were each supposed to receive an equity stake in his venture. Senator Ron Johnson, who they just spoke about, is the chair of the committee, and he told Just the News on Thursday that Bobulinski has agreed to respond to the panel's request seeking documents to help corroborate his story. Johnson has confirmed that the information after Bobulinski issued the statement on the news site Breitbart. So here's a quote. The committee's working to validate the information being revealed by multiple sources. As a part of these efforts, we've reached out to several individuals named in recently revealed emails, including Tony Bobolinsky. We look forward to their cooperation in helping us uncover the truth. And that's Senator Ron Johnson. These are named individuals, named sources. These are people that are going on the record. But wait, there's more. Bobolinsky's company formed a partnership with the now bankrupt company called CFC, which is a Chinese energy company. In this email, Hunter Biden on his laptop, and this has been put out by the New York Post, talks about equity splits in the firm, stating that there was a 20% for, quote, H and a 10% held by H for the big guy. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. In a statement released Wednesday night and first reported by Breitbart, Bobolinsky says, quote, that email is genuine. He goes on. What I'm outlining is fact. I know it's fact because I lived it. I am the CEO of Cinehawk Holdings, which was a partnership between the Chinese operating through this Chairman Yi and the Biden family. He added, I was brought into the company to be the CEO by James Gillier and Hunter Biden. End quote. Those are his words, not mine. Quote, again, he continues, this is Mr. Bobolinsky, the reference to the big guy in the much publicized May 13th, 2017 email is in fact a reference to Joe Biden, period. End quote. That's Bobolinsky on the record to the United States Senate. I'm not making this up. Bobolinsky goes on to say he has, quote, extensive relevant records and communications to share with the panel. More quote, I don't have a political axe to grind. I just saw behind the Biden curtain and I grew concerned about what I saw. The Biden family aggressively leveraged the Biden family name to make millions of dollars from foreign entities, even though some were from communist controlled China. That's the end of that statement. Wow. 
you tell me if this is just stuff that we're making up or is it the real deal? I'm going to get into this whole dictator thing on the other side. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. Now, we were just talking about a few things. Of course, we opened up with um, the DA's comments, Timothy Sini in Suffolk County, where they indicted, yes, a registered Democrat for gun possession who happens to be a legislator, happens to be a minister, and happens to be into hiring prostitutes and trading drugs for that prostitution. Then we talked about Hunter Biden and how all this stuff that's coming out of this laptop, which people keep saying, oh, that's just Russian disinformation, Russian disinformation. And we know full well it's not Russian disinformation because, well, because the DOJ said it wasn't, the FBI said it wasn't. And then the director of national intelligence said that it wasn't. And then the FBI went ahead and said, we do not have anything to add to what they said. So they agree with what is being said that these emails and documents are, in fact, authentic and do belong to Mr. Biden. So for the media to try and backpedal and the fact that, you know, as Mark Levin has poignantly pointed out, no denial, it's yours. First thing you do when you didn't do something, go, that wasn't me. I didn't do that. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, I got her legs. So we know that with no denial, that's what's happening. But before we left, we had Joe Scarborough making this comment about being a dictator. And I wanted to bring that up because that, this is so often part of the maligning that goes on. They just talk a lot of crap. They say that he did this, he did, oh, it's Russian disinformation, then everybody that actually matters, not the guys that are retired, that are, you know, on their boat in Florida, or Florida, as some people like to say, saying, oh, well, I was once an intelligence official, and I think that's Russian propaganda, it looks, it has all the marks of it, but you don't work there, bro, what do you know? Everybody that's there is saying that this stuff is pretty legit, it's not Russian disinformation. The current Ru- Russian disinformation that is coming in through the internet is primarily targeted at social media and specifically on the idea of COVID-19, trying to continue to spread fear. So we can't confuse or conflate what's happening here. Now, we were listening to Joe Scarborough, MSNBC morning joke. And here's what he had to say. It's always sort of, oh, yeah, sure, sure. I'll guarantee that. But what about Antifa? What about this? What about that? And so I haven't even... They even talked about all of those things. And you add it up. This is a man, and you know this, would be an autocrat if he could. Well. Would be a dictator if he could. You know that. You said that to me. I can't. I really can't. S- this guy's such an idiot. He just, you said that to me. <laughs> Listen, if I'm Donald Trump, who just lost $600,000 because he decided to become president and he's getting beat up across the board. You don't run for president if you want to be a dictator. You go and buy yourself a little dictatorial island. You go find a place and run for president over there and say, I'm going to buy myself a country. I'm going to make myself supreme ruler. Yes, it's going to be huge. It's going to be beautiful. He could be a dictator if he wanted to. Guys with less money, 100 millionaires, buy their own islands. What is wrong with this man? And I don't mean Trump. I mean Scarborough. His... His dislike, disdain, his disgruntledness for not being part of Team Trump, because originally he was cool with Trump, and then he just flipped the script when Trump wasn't down with him, is getting in the way, is stopping him from even making logical arguments. Has his own, (laughs) Donald Trump has his own 
He owns his own everything. I mean, every, he's got so much stuff and he can afford to buy more is the point I'm making. So to say that he would be an autocrat if he could, he'd be a dictator if he could. Come on, man. It's just, it's so, come up with something better. Something better. Like, you know what? Donald Trump is so weak on foreign policy that he'll never bring us to another war again. If you want to make a criticism that could be somehow rooted in fact, and I don't think he's weak on foreign policy. I think Donald Trump has been pretty good on foreign policy for not being a warmonger. How about that? He figured out how to create peace in the Middle East. He figured out how to bring the troops home while still launching the mother of all bombs on Syria and getting respect internationally, at least militarily. I don't care if you respect me. Just know that I'm packing the biggest gun. Unfortunately, sometimes that's how diplomacy works. And Trump has figured that out. And it took a non-politician businessman to figure that piece out and then bring it to, to the swamp and help others figure it out. But anyway, this wasn't a Trump rant that I wanted to go on. It just happens to be because I get sick and tired of these anti-Trump people that are anti-Trump just for whatever stupid reason. And it's not even based in anything uh, rooted in fact. Scarborough says he'd be a dictator. Meanwhile, all the guy has done, the president, when I say the guy, I mean the president of the United States. All he's done is pretty much follow the rules and get out of the way. When he criticizes the FBI, why do you think he's criticizing the FBI? When he has a critique for the Department of Justice, why do you think he has a critique? Because he's like, I want these people locked up. I want these people to be brought to justice. He believes there's an injustice and he believes that they're slow walking. What does that mean? He's not politicizing law enforcement. He's not politicizing intelligence. He's letting them do what they have to do. Taking a hands off approach. And then from the sideline, he's like, bro, you're not getting it done. Let's go. Chop, chop. There's nothing wrong with that. Something would be wrong if he'd say, hey, listen, I don't like what you're doing. You're fired. In true Trump fashion, right? You're fired. No. So this whole dictator thing is BS. But you know who are being bullies and would be dictators and would be autocrats? The entire Democrat Party, at least in the Senate. The Senate Judiciary Committee is advancing Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. She's a federal judge, former um, 20-year professor of law at Notre Dame. They have unanimously decided to go forward. The Judiciary Committee, led by Chairman Graham. Now, the rest of their colleagues in the Senate are saying, nah, nah, boycott. I'm not I'm not interested. I I don't want to do it. And I think to myself, A, you're being a baby, and B, you're the autocrat. You don't get what you want. So you start, you know, using your your political power to to try and um, maneuver. Now, listen, politics is about using your power, and it's about maneuvering. I get that. But when you're this far, if if it's gone from committee, that was your chance to make your stand. You made your stand. You lost. Now you have to put on your big boy pants, your big girl pants, and cast a vote. Instead of saying, oh, I'm going to abstain, just cast a damn vote. But said they want to, they want to make more politics, more of a show out of this stuff. And to me, it's, it's upsetting. But this is what it is. Cut six. If Barrett's confirmed, as it looks like will happen, and Democrats win back the Senate, we don't know if that's going to happen or not. But hypothetically, if that were to happen, would you vote to add to the number of justices on the Supreme Court? 
I haven't made up my mind on that issue. It's a serious one, very serious. I think the American people want balance on our federal courts. And for the last uh, three and a half years, they've watched Senator McConnell load these courts up with right-wing ideologues. Uh, We need real balance if we want to get real justice. So there you have it. These people, they're literally telling you that they want to play politics. Right in your face. It's pretty blatant. Dick Durbin just put the facts right in your face saying, I haven't made up my mind on that issue. It's a serious one. Very serious. You just heard this. What's worthy of reiteration? I think the American people want to balance on our federal courts. And for the last three and a half years, they've watched Senator McConnell load up these courts with right wing ideologues. The first part of his sentence is probably right. People do want to see balance. And we've seen the courts hijacked by the radical far left wing loonies that have taken over these courts, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg's of the world. How long has Ruth Bader Ginsburg been on that court? Till her dying breath, bro. Come on. You're going to tell me that these guys are doing stuff? When was the last time that we got a conservative justice? John Roberts, far from a conservative. Scalia died. Clarence Thomas, a million years ago. Anita Hill. I was in high school when that was going down. So we've got the two new guys that are just in, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, who, quite frankly, in terms of conservative, they're not conservative. They really have not been. They've sided with the liberals several times. So you tell me, if Amy Coney Barrett is, in fact, a conservative, she'd be a lone star with Clarence Thomas and Alito. I'm not saying that's how we should have judges. We should not. I don't believe we should be politically motivated in appointing judges. I really don't. I think it should be motivated by judicial philosophy that's rooted in a strict originalist view of the Constitution. Very different from the left-right spectrum of politics or the conservative-liberal debate within politics. But this is what Durbin says. We want balance. So if we really want balance, we should throw two more right-wingers on there to balance this thing out. Durbin, in my opinion, is he's he has to make an argument for his team and he's making a weak one. It's not selling me and I don't think it's selling you. The idea here to me that's critical, critically important, is that we restore justice to the courts, that we restore virtue and righteousness in decision making. And that's what we've got to do now. I want you to hear a little bit from President Trump. Check this out. Epic job growth, safe vaccines that quickly end the pandemic. It's ending. Normal life. That's all we want. You know what we want? Normal life. Normal life is all we want. That's what we're here to do, trying to make sense of it all. Like I always say, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And the only thing that's necessary for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. So take that to heart. Be safe. Take care of your families. We're all going to get through this together. I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. 